Hello, hello, my let's keep it real people. What a freaking, oof, actually two weeks. Talk about meeting new and exciting people and networking, whether it's for personal or professional. I just feel like the luckiest girl in the Philadelphia area. So many people definitely have my back and want to see me succeed left and right. People are opening doors for me to do speaking engagements, workshops, masterclasses, promoting my book, promoting my podcast. And I know it's a lot of you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. One person can make a huge difference. That's right. One introduction and the sky opens up or even just you telling me one of my listeners, how I've changed their life or brought joy into their life. So no matter what, whoever's out there listening, I just wanted to let you know how much I really, really appreciate it. And I definitely know that this podcast is going to impact your life. So let me ask you a question. Do you think maybe you underestimate your abilities? Come on. We all do. Well, my next guest, Brian, first of all, I just had so much fun chatting with him. He focused on how people can push the limits of their perceived capabilities. That's right. He'll tell you more, but he interviewed a hundred leaders to see how they take real big ideas across the finish line. An epic performance. That's right. Who doesn't want to have an epic performance? So enjoy my friends. And as always, we really appreciate it when you share, like, and rate. It means so much. Toodles. This is Let's Keep It Real with Sandy Joy Weston, your weekly dose of positivity with awesome stories and guests from all over the world. It's an opportunity to learn some great new things and expand your mind. We'll tackle topics from all areas of life. And as always with Sandy, the sky's the limit. All right, my let's keep it real, people. I know, I know. I've been like a little kid getting candy on Halloween, excited for Brian. Yes, epic Brian. Oh, my goodness. I wish she lived near me in Philly, but I do have a lot of friends in San Francisco. But... Before I bring him on, I'm just going to tell you a teeny bit about him. You know I love him because you sent me so many questions for him. But listen to this on Amazon, even just to buy his new book, which you're going to definitely want to get, Epic Performance. Listen to this. Everyone at some point in their life wants to do something big, something epic. Yes, we do. But the clock on achieving your dreams is ticking fast. Yes, it is. <laughs> Probably faster than you think. From managing multi-million dollar projects with hundreds of employees to running 205 miles. Yes, 205 miles around Lake Tahoe in 76 hours. That's right. 76 hours. I think if I remember, he only got a few hours of sleep, but we'll get into that later. Cycling 300 miles in a single day. Crazy. He's a performance expert, ultra distance athlete, Brian Gillette knows what it takes to achieve extraordinary results. Welcome, Brian. Sandy, it is nice to be on your show. Thank you for hosting me. Okay, let's just get to it. What's your word for the month? You get to pick one word, whatever pops in your head, good, bad, or ugly, and why. What's the first word that comes to your head to best describe your past 30 days? 
Yeah, you know, I, I love that question, and and I, I, I've got to say, grateful, and and the reason why, when you think about the last thirty days, so we're we're in these we're in this drought here in California. I'm in the San Francisco Bay Area, and we're not getting nearly enough rain. But yesterday we went on a tour. We're touring colleges because I have two boys, and one of them is in high school, and so we're starting to look at colleges. And so we're walking around Stanford university yesterday and it starts to rain i don't have my umbrella my son brings his umbrella and and i you know i'm i'm just happy it's raining and so both kids are there one has the umbrella one doesn't have the umbrella and i see my oldest son walk over to my younger son and hold the umbrella over his head Oh my just God. like, oh my you know, God. and, and I thought, man, I am so grateful of these two kids. And then, and then just uh, the other thing is just grateful of, of my wife is she and I got to go on a date last night. We went into the city to see a show. And then a, a week earlier, we were in the city just, uh, hanging out together. So uh, it's, it's gotta be grateful, uh, Sandy. Date night and you're one kid helping the other kid, two boys. <laughs> yeah. I, I know what what more could a, a guy want? That's a blessing. Yeah, that <laughs> <It> is. <laughs> really. I thought you were going to say you were happy for me because the Phillies were in the World Series. Well, I, I do congratulate you and your team on uh, <laughs> on, on doing well. So, uh, you know, the teams here in the San Francisco Bay Area are are not. <laughs> Well, we've had our years, but we, this, and, <laughs> this and is a we've good had one ours. For us. Yeah, yeah, we've. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's good because, like, the Eagles are seven and oh, come on! You know, I'm not sure how the hockey team's doing, but anyhow, yeah. I, I feel I'm feeling the energy. Enjoy it. I'm gonna enjoy it. I'm gonna ride high. You know what people say? I don't like to get too excited because you never know. Uh, no, get excited. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah. to get too excited because you never know. Yeah. Yeah, get excited. Enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. it's not good. You know, it's not going to happen every day. So enjoy it now. I'm, I'm with you, Sandy. Okay, so let's let's go right into one of the first questions that I got when I reached out to my peeps. Yeah. It says here, unless I'm wrong, you rode 200 miles at the age of 15 from the San Francisco Bay Area to Yosemite. I did, yes. Yeah. Why? So, With who? <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> yeah, why? That's, that's a really good question. So I'll, I'll answer the easy one first, though. With whom? So I did it with my parents, with my mom and my dad. Oh, my God. It, I, it, this is becoming Pleasantville. All right. Yeah, and, and, and my mom vowed never to do it again. Um, but I, 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 have, I have very adventurous parents, um, both still alive today. My dad's 84 and he just got back from Scotland a couple of weeks ago, hiking oh God. 90 miles across Scotland. And what? Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. Where's your dad? Bring him on. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't want to talk to me, do you? You want to talk to him. <laughs> Come on, he's 84. 84 years old. Yeah. And he, he and his younger brother, who's 74, I think, um, hiked across uh, Scotland. Which it just it, so I've got this, you know, I, 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 the apple apparently didn't fall too far from the tree, and I, I just I wanted to cycle from uh, from our house in the San Francisco Bay Area up to Yosemite. Yosemite is just this iconic; it's this beautiful park. We we'd mm. go and camp there all the times, so and I thought, wouldn't it be cool to bike there over four days, and that's fifty miles a day. And, and, mm. and, and so it was just this, this initial goal. Cause I like to bike and this would be, this would be a, a fun adventure doing it with my parents. My dad bicycled when he was a kid 
And my mom, who wasn't, it wasn't much her thing, but she was, she was very active and she was up for it. And it was, it was cool. And that got me into, that got me into doing other, other big bicycling adventures. And that eventually got me into running some crazy runs. Okay. So here's why I was so excited to bring you on the show. Because I'm all about carving your niche, living your passion, and figuring out how it works for you. And the fact that you freaking bring this into the corporate world. Oh my God, I just want to squeeze your cheeks. That's just so awesome. <laughs> life's too short. I mean, oh, life's life. too short to not to do do some of the things that you, you want to do. And I think too often, and, and, and I think back when I was in college and I was dating this woman, and we had gone, gone to you know up to her house, and we were talking to her mom. And I remember talking to her mom, and and her mom was in this just job she hated. She hated the job, she hated the work, she hated the people. She just didn't like Oof. she didn't like anything. Oof. And I remember, and she was she was probably my age now. She was in her mid fifties, and I rem- I remember her just kind of just feeling looking and sounding dem- just demoralized and downtrodden and and I thought I never want to be like that. I never want to be in a situation where I hate things so much I couldn't do something different. And and I think she just felt stuck that you know she couldn't change jobs. You know she could but she it was going to be yeah, very difficult yeah. for her. Yeah. And it's like okay, I don't want to be in that situation. And so what do I want my life to look like, you know, when I'm, you know, 50, when I'm 70, when I'm 80? And how do I put kind of that path together? So I, I think that was that was kind of one of the pivotal things early on that it's like, okay, I, d- I know I don't want that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's so weird? So my son, he starts college next year. He got into Tyler Art, but he took a gap year. He wanted to work and travel, and I was all about it. So I was Good dropping him. him off of the, yeah, the coffee house because – he has some social anxiety and he said, well, I think it'd be good if I worked on my social skills. I'm like, great for you. I was so upset. So I'm coming back home, speeding here. And I remember what he was saying to me. He's like, mom, I know you love what you do and you've been very fortunate. You know, you combined all the things you love to create a business. I'm just scared. That's not going to be me. Do you know how many people I talked to that are adults because he's at the coffee house now. Right. right? Yeah. And mom, it's not true what you said. Most people are miserable. And I was like, oh my God. Oh no. my God. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I, I get that. But it doesn't have to be that way. But but then he was saying, you're my mom. So Brian, can you talk to him? Because you know how it is, but you're yeah, my yeah. mom. <laughs> Don't be most people. You know, if, if he, if, yeah. well, thank you, Brian. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, that it's like, if he's, if he thinks, I, 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 I actually don't think most people are miserable. Um, I mean, I, and that's something you, you can control. If, if you, there are people that are just miserable and, and you look at them and it's like, you know, I, you, I could give you a million dollars and you would still be miserable. I agree. And, I agree. and, and so what are those things you have control of? How can you think about what would make your life exciting and drive toward that? You know, and, and so I, I would love to dig into, and, and you you can give your son my uh, my phone number and my email address. Yeah. I'd be more than happy to chat with him. But I, I'd love to. It's like, okay, what what would excite you about life? Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, and what what is it you like? If he's going to an art school, you love art. Oh yeah, okay. he knows what he wants to do, but he's like, is it really? He was just dallying. Like, is it yeah. really going to happen for me, mom? Like, and even the people like that are downright miserable. You, t- he's been talking to them more because they don't really like what they do. It's like a grind for them. Yeah, go find other people. <laughs> you know that? I mean, it, I, I and I, I, and I, I'm I'm serious. It's like find. Other I know people. you are. I love that way. I gotta write this. Down. Yeah, go go I find people that aren't miserable. Hang out with people that excite you. Yeah, you know it's yeah. it's funny because I'm teaching this graduate course up at the at the university not far where I where I got my master's, and you know I, I talk about this stuff that you and I are talking about and at and, California State is that where you're teaching it? Yeah, yeah, Cal State yeah. University. Yeah, and. And I have people at the end of every lecture. I have people write a a uh, just some reflection on something they've learned, either in the reading or in you know some of the lectures or one of the guest uh, lectures I had. And and I was reading through this one just this morning. And one of the guys he said he said he goes, I really liked what you were talking about on X, Y, and Z. But he goes, it reminds me of a quote my mom used to say. He said, she said, show me. Hopefully, I'll get it right. But show me the people that you hang out with and i will show you the type of person you are yeah yeah and i mean it, it's it's so it's, it's it's true so coincidental yeah it's so coincidentally you and i are talking talking about this now i mean because it was literally an hour ago that i read that and oh. and it's it's like okay you know if, if your son is, is sitting around miserable people then go f- sit around people that are excited in life you know i yeah. I, I look yeah. around you know, people will often say, you know, look at me and say, oh my God, 200 miles is so, you know, to run 200 miles or, you know, to run 100 miles, that's so crazy. And I hang around with people who don't think that's crazy. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't yeah. that wonderful? It's true. And it's, we were just talking about that as much as we are connected to so many different people on social media, you really find your tribe, right? And you go, like somebody just said to me, oh my God. I hate social media. People are so mean. They spit such lies. I'm like, oh my God, I love social media. All my friends are so nice and doing positive <laughs> things in the world. So I'm thinking, how did that happen, Brian? How did that happen? Yeah, it, it is. There is that uh, that complaint about social media and we could say whether it's good or bad. I, I wrote a blog post uh, a few months ago about you know, a lot of times people will look, and I know it's it's really hard for kids, is they yes. look at social media and they think, oh my God, I'm just not good enough. Because social media is our highlight reel. It, it shows what is best in many cases of going on I with like our that. life. Highlight reel. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, I'm stealing that. Okay. Uh, the, uh, it's okay because I stole it from somebody else. So okay. you know, all, <laughs> all good things have been stolen by somebody else. That's right. That's true. Um, and so it's our highlight reel. And so there is that, there's two ways to look at somebody's highlight reel. You could look at it like, oh, yeah, I'm not good enough. And I didn't do that. I didn't yeah. you know, run that marathon. I didn't yeah. get my promotion. Or you can look at it. And this is how I, I tend to look at it is, oh, that gives me an idea of something I could do. Yeah. You know, maybe I could do that. How How could I do that adventure? You know? How could I get that promotion? So, I mean, yeah. I, I think it just it shift that perspective a little bit yeah. Um, yeah. Of, of how you look at somebody else's successes. Yeah. I, and I, I do think it's tougher for teens. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. I, I, it, like they're like, whatever, 
You know, yeah. I tell them that, but it, it's, it is tougher. Now, how did you handle your boys with that? Are they into social media? How do they feel about it? Um, so I, they aren't. Um, I, you know, my, my two boys, so one is a sophomore in high school, one is in eighth grade, and they're really not in, they're not into social media. Um, they text back and forth. Um, and it wasn't something where we said, oh, you can't have social media. Um, we, we never had to get to that point that just, yeah. they don't have that desire. I, you know, yeah. from what I hear from friends that have girls, it's harder with girls. Yeah. It's harder with girls. My son's not really into it either, but yeah, I know there so, are boys that are, but I think it is more of a girl thing. I think you're right. Yeah. I, I so I, I'm, I'm not an expert in that area, yeah. but I, I am, I am glad I have two boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is a little bit easier. All yeah, right. So, so Brian, I got to ask, what are you doing right now i've seen all the things you've accomplished but like right now in your fitness area what are you going after so so i was going to say there's nothing huge that i'm going after but um i'm not sure that that's totally accurate um mainly what i'm focusing on from a fitness is just just regular um exercise every you know kind of every day and or or i would say five days a week just either a bike a run just to just to stay in shape um Ah. Uh, so, but but I actually, uh, you know, I have to I have to shift gears because maybe there is something big, um, and you're gonna you're I'm gonna tell you what it is, and you're gonna say maybe. So I I was watching a friend of mine sent me sent me uh, this this video about two guys that walked for 24 hours. They it wasn't a race, it wasn't to raise money. They just could they walk for 24 hours. So they got up early, like seven in the morning, and they just walked through the night. And I thought, well, that sounds pretty cool. <laughs> so yeah. I uh, I went into the kitchen, and my youngest son, who's the eighth grader, and my wife were there. And my youngest son usually, you know, historically he's been of like you, you throw out a big idea, and his response is, eh, no. And so I, I threw out this idea. I said, what do you guys think about walking for twenty four hours? Just like we get up and and we just walk for twenty four hours. Ooh. And and my youngest son who I fully expected him to say no, he goes, well, sure. <laughs> and, and it kind of caught me off guard. And, You're and like, so, what? Wait, yeah, yeah, wait, wait a minute. This wasn't part of the plan. I don't really want to walk 24 hours. Um, and and so my uh, I look at my wife. I said, well, he's in. So what about you? And she says yes to any any crazy idea. And Aww. so- that's so, so cool. So it was so in um the Saturday before Thanksgiving, we are going to walk twenty four hours. We're gonna get up at seven in the morning. And 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 I'd like to say we, we don't have a route yet. Um and, and I think it could go two ways. Both ways will be learning experience. I generally like to train for these and th- these things. And I'm I'm in good shape. My other you know, my wife's in good shape. My other son, he runs cross country, he's in good shape. But I generally okay. would like to train up for something like this. And 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 we really haven't because we decided this about a month ago. Yeah. And I thought, well, there's going to be two uh, two lessons that are going to come out of this for my kids. One is it, if we just massively fail, they're going to they're going to look at it and go, "All right, I that didn't work. What do I have to do differently? How do I have to train for these big things, you know, if I'm going to if I'm going to set a big goal?" So that could be one lesson if we fail. If we succeed, then it's going to shift my kids' perspective on like, you know, I could 
pretty much do anything. And and this will be a benchmark for other big goals in their in their life. So we'll see. I'll have to you know, I'll have to follow up with you after I think November nineteenth. Yeah. I, well, yeah. To me, it sounds like a win win situation, no matter what is. happens. So I, I told my kids, I said, you know, find friends that want to walk with us part of the time. All so the you're time. are you you is this like you're doing this then on November twenty third? November nineteenth. It's a sat. I think it's November nineteenth. Oh, it's, it's Saturday. 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 Okay. I thought you said yeah. the day before the Saturday. No, the the Saturday before Thanksgiving. So and I was like, wait a minute, are you going to sleep through Thanksgiving? <laughs> like, wait a minute, the day before okay. we have to be awake for Thanksgiving. So that, I mean, you know, my kids have that week off, so it allows us to recover. Yeah. yeah. Is is what our plan is. Um, but it's it, it's. I said. You know, we're going to go out. I'm starting to create this like 2 a.m. playlist because it, it you have a different conversation at 2 mm-hmm. in the morning with somebody than at 8 at night when you are going through something difficult Ooh, like that. That and, would be so fun. And then to make it um, – and it's one of these things where I said, okay, do you – I'm always up for an adventure. We could set it up where – for all for us to be successful, all four of us have to finish. So if one wants to quit, we all quit. So we 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 live as a team, we survive as a team, Ooh. we die as a team. It's kind of the the theory. There's a lot of lessons going on here, Brian. That's oh I mean God. that's the that's the thing. I mean, and so it's I, I'm looking forward to it. And yeah. and I said, you know, when we get hungry, we'll just walk over to the uh, the the supermarket and we'll just walk through the aisles and pick something up. And you know, we'll, Wawa. We'll, yeah, we're and then we keep walking. Oh my God. So I'll let you know how that goes. Oh, okay. So you do have something big and I'm glad I asked that. Oh my goodness. All <laughs> right. Let's get off that because I got to get in some of these questions. My peeps are going to be like, Sandy. Yeah. All right. So you went to school for organizational behavior and communications. Did you, the question is, did you always know you wanted to be in business for yourself? I, um... Uh, from at least in college, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know in high school, um, but at least in college, I had a pretty clear idea that I wanted to run my own consulting practice. Um, I, my dad was my dad had his own business. He was in construction. I knew I didn't want to go into construction, and I knew I wanted to be somehow in business. And, and that's that is clearly into high school and even probably earlier. And I thought, okay, I do eventually want to run my own consulting practice, but I need years of experience in order to do that well. And I saw it as as a an opportunity to kind of ha- to to do consulting, but still be able to have that flexibility to go travel or train for a two hundred mile run or watch you know go participate in my kids' school and watch them grow up. So it, it was. It was a lifestyle as well, the a lifestyle that I was looking for. And so, I've yeah, I've known that for 30 years at least. Yeah, yeah. And when – like a lot of my people out there, they're saying, I don't know – and I'm sure you get this all the time. I don't know how to balance working out with starting a new business or, you know, being a solopreneur and they feel as if, okay, they, they don't have time to work, you know, run what they used to maybe 10 miles a day. And I'm trying to say, okay, that's great when you can, but you don't have to, to feel good and be in shape. And so you were just saying that at the beginning, cause you're still not running all those miles that you used to. 
Right. Yeah, I'm just doing it to stay in shape. And, you know, you need, we have 168 hours in the week. And it, we all do. Um, and it's how we use that. <laughs> Now, there, there is a moment when we do daylight savings time when we, we lose it an hour. But okay, so then we have 167 hours. But yeah, but it's six months later, we get 169 hours. So, um, but we all have 168 hours and it's how you use that 168 hours. And, and you know, I, I have this, that, that class that I'm teaching and these prog- this program I do for, for companies, you know, I have them look at how do you spend your 168 hours? You know, if you're working... Yeah. 50 hours a week, that's roughly a third of your time. If you're, you know, you're sleeping eight hours a night, that's roughly a third of your time. So what are you doing with those other, you know, that other third 60 plus hours of your time? You know, and that's, that's where you're eating, you're watching TV, you're reading a book, you're going to school, whatever it is. How are you using that? So uh, maybe you're not out um, if you're starting a business. I get it, that, you know, I because I interviewed 100 people, 100 uh, executives for my book. I get it that that's, that takes a lot of time. Yeah. Um, but if it's important to you, if it's a priority to you, find 30, 45 minutes, um, five days a week. You know, if uh, you know, I always look if the president in the United States, no matter what president you like or dislike, but if the president can find time to exercise. Maybe you can too, um, but it has to be a priority. I mean, that's where, I mean, we will put time, we, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I don't have the time. And my response is, it's just not a high enough priority for you. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So I find this fascinating, what you did for your book. Fascinating because I don't know if you know this, but you probably don't. I Maybe it was started it in 2012. I was on this journey to interview highly motivated people, not that were high achieving executives and dearth athletes, but that I felt exuded pure joy, no matter what they did in life. Yeah. Like there was just you wanting to be around them. And so I spent a year bribing them. (laughs) I'll give you a free membership to the gym. (laughs) You know, I'll train you. And I studied them for a year to see what was their secret sauce. You know, is there something that was transferable that I could put in a thesis and train people? And what I found, and I, I was curious because of what you found with your 100 people. Every single, I couldn't see anything. I'm like, ah, all right, they're just joyful. But then, <laughs> oh, my, they're so joyful. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, when I say joyful, there were you, you know, those people you just want to be around. It doesn't matter yeah. if there was a housewife, a pro athlete. I did every walk of life. Yeah. They just exuded that positive, powerful energy. You know, if you want to call it that instead of joy, but it's my middle name, so I have to go with joy. Yeah. So, anywho, the thing that I found every single one of them, Brian, whether it was a few minutes or two hours, had a routine to get them in that headset and they did not deviate. It mm. means some people it was working out, some people it was meditating, making muffins, yeah. whether it was a few minutes, they did something every single day before they entered the world to decide how they were gonna show up. So backing up to what you did, did you see any of that with those hundred people? Clearly. Yeah. You do. Okay. Yeah. Good. Clearly. I mean, I think <laughs> what 
um, I, I, I might have framed it a little differently in the book. Um, you didn't call it pure joy? <laughs> I didn't call it pure joy because that's, you know, joy is not my middle name. Um, but what I saw is they were extremely focused. And I think there's some similarities to what we're, what you and I are talking about here is they, they were clear on what they wanted to do and they focused on getting there. So, um, yeah, I, I, that came out quite clearly. Um, I think some of the other things, they they were focused on the future as well. It's like way out in the future, not a year out. Um, there are other things that I found as well, but yes, clearly. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a concern. I, by the way, we're going to get into your book because by the way, I read a lot of books. My husband says, I've never met a person that needs so much self-help, but I'm always learning. <laughs> but anything with mental or physical fitness, I'm all about. Like, you know. <laughs> but I'm saying this, it's brilliant what you did. It's brilliant you. how you broke it down, user-friendly, everyone can apply it. Kudos to you. Thank but you. I'm a little concerned for myself because <laughs> I'm an athlete and I think I'm high achieving but I'm not an endurance athlete. So like I am hardcore mountain biker, get in, get out, give me 45 minutes to an hour and that's it. I'm done, you know, or working out. Like I do hardcore intense. I'm not an endurance athlete. That's okay. But I'm surrounded. This is the funny part. Like my group, I have friends that do hundred mile races Yeah, and they're endurance athletes. And I love being around them. They seem like I, really do learn from them because they really stay focused where I'm like a wing nut. I go, oh, that looks good. That looks good. That looks good. So maybe there's something to being an endurance athlete. I don't know, Brian. But then stay focused. Stay focused. I'm like, oh, that's pretty. I'll try that business. Oh, I'll go over here. Well, you know, um, you've got those things that, that, that give you passion, and you may not have any passion to go out and run 200 miles. There's not a lot of people that, that do, and probably shouldn't be. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's it's fine. I mean, I, I have people that come up and, and say, oh, you know, I could never run a marathon. And, and I, I fundamentally believe most people could run a marathon. I mean, what surprised me when I saw the the percentage of people in the United States who've run a marathon, it's only 1%. And I thought, wow, that seems low. No, it's got to be more than that. That's what I thought. And so I looked at these numbers and, um, you know, it was on the internet, so it's got to be true. Um, I I looked and and it's like only 1%, but let's say that number, let's say it's two or three times that. It's still low. I, I actually think that, you know, probably... 1% 1% of the population, the U.S. population couldn't run a marathon and 99% could. But here's the difference when people come up and say, I could not do this. I couldn't run a marathon. You know, my question is, do you want to? Yeah. And, and, and where yeah. it, you know, how, how, you know, the book came to me through a couple different ways, but one of the ways it, it you know, it really, I, I thought I got to write this book is my wife and I took our, our two boys and traveled around the world for a year. And then this was about five years ago. We took well, him out, out of school. Of school. Yeah. This. Took him oh out of school. God. We went to 20, I think 29 countries or so. And, 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 you know, Africa, South America, some challenging places along the way. And before we left, uh, friends of ours were having a going away party for us. And so there were a bunch of people at the party and, and a number of people came up to me and said, you know, Brian, I could never do what you're doing. Meaning I could never take my family out and travel the world for a year. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, 
oh, man, that's so disappointing because you could. You could. <laughs> it's so disappointing because you Well, I mean, could. it's disappointing. That mindset, it's, it's like, that's where I wanted yeah. to. It's like, it, yeah. it's not that you couldn't. You could do it. You Maybe you don't want to. Or maybe you couldn't do it today. But, you know, I didn't just all of a sudden decide, oh, yeah, we're going to go travel around the world tomorrow. I, you know, my wife and I talked about it 12 years before, before we even had kids, that it's like, hey, I think when we have kids, it would be cool to go travel around the world, take them out of school. Because we had just, we had been traveling for seven months around the Mm -hmm. world together. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a difference between I could never do something and I don't want to do something. And if you don't want to run that marathon, if you don't want to travel around the world, if you don't want to start your own business, don't do it. Go do something you do want to do because that's what's going to get you excited. Yeah. You know, I want to tell you about a friend of mine and I met her, oh God, 15 years ago when we were doing a fundraiser for one of the gyms. We do Move, Groove and Swing. And somebody's like, I know you have your charity, but meet this woman. I'm like, all right, I already have Coventry. Okay, I'll meet this woman, Kristen Varley. And they said, we want to do raise money for her cause. I'm like, okay, all right. So, and she had had ovarian cancer at the time. She's great. I just want to tell everybody she's wonderful. Well, this woman had fourth stage ovarian cancer oh. and she was a marathon runner, Brian. Yeah. And she said to me, it was a blessing and I'm going to be great. I go, Okay. And there was something about her spirit and her energy. She's like, maybe not today, but I will be running marathons again. Yeah. So she ended up being amazing. Thank the God. She's a blessing, raising money, going around. Basically, it wasn't even about the funds, but giving people hope and, you know, overcoming the odds. And this woman went back to everyone thinking, oh God, they can't stand to watch it but i mean i was there for her you know watching her through the races she would walk three minutes run one and then yeah. she would do two one in marathons until she was doing one one until she was doing marathons again and now you want to know what that little effort is doing she's doing yeah 24 hour races 100 mile races and she's it, I'm like, you know, I love you, girl, but I'm not doing that with you because I don't want to. But she, I'll, I'll be there to give you the water, the food. But yeah. I said to her, I have to ask you, why? And she said, because I can. And I yeah. was like, that's all I need. Yeah. That's all I need. And that, to me, raises my spirit, Brian. It rate yeah. like she went from being a great marathon runner, taking her back on to nothing. You know what I mean? That to me. Is amazing. Those those are the people that kind of when I'm think I'm having a bad day, it's like okay, my day is not that bad. And 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 I'll you know tell you a story similar is you know part of part of training for the 200 miles is I had to go out and run four four days in a row, 30 miles each day. So you know Saturday, Sunday I'm running 40, uh, 30 miles, Monday yeah. 30 miles. You know you get it. And I was out on my third day, so. You know, somewhere about seventy miles into this third third uh, day of running, and you know it's ten miles. I'm ten miles in for the day, and I'm tired. It's hot. My legs are sore, and I'm just kind of whining to myself. And then I thought about a friend who was diagnosed with breast cancer, mm-hmm. and and I thought, wow, what she's going through is a whole lot harder. You know, I, I, what I'm going through, it's voluntary. I can stop at any time. I can go sit on the couch and it won't be bad. 
So I just need to stop yeah. whining about it because my, my situation's a whole lot easier. And, and it's that ability to look at somebody else's perspective and realize, okay, if they can do it, I can, I can definitely do it. So kudos to your friend. Isn't that great? I mean, her spirit is what attracted me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and then she would say to me, even when she was going through the worst of it, and now she's great, phenomenal. Like I said, she's running under mile races because she yeah. can. She would always say, never had a bad day. Like, and she meant it. How you doing, Kristen? I'm good, Sandy. And that energy, I swear it was part of it. It really was. And even the doctor said it was her spirit that yeah. really, you know, oh my yep. God. Yeah. And so, and when I, but I was, I mean, to go from marathon to now she's got to be 59, 60. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that crazy? Like you're, and then I'm saying, wait, it's not your dad. Your dad's 84. Yeah, no, I look at my dad. Yeah. And you know, it's the, those are the people that you want your son to talk to. You know, it's like, how yeah. does your son get to talk to those people that that are just so positive and yeah. aren't miserable in life? Yeah. Because yeah. if you can get through stage four cancer and still have this positive out, outlook, I mean, you are some kind of special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, good point. And... <laughs> I'm sure I have impact on him, but you know, he's like, well, you're a mom. You know what I mean, mom? That's right. He, he, he's, he's not going to – see, that's why I think it's always good. I mean, you're, you're, you're smart in this because you, you recognize it is, you know, I need to talk to your kids and you need to talk to my kids yeah. because my kids don't listen to me just like your kids don't listen to you, but yeah. they will listen to somebody else even though it's yeah. the same message. Yeah. I, I'm like, I'll say, Ugh. all right, listen, I could talk to you forever. There's so many angles, but I want to get into what you're doing in businesses. This is awesome. Like I was on your website and how you're bringing both together. Can you talk to us a little bit about what you're doing right now for corporations? Yeah. So th there's, there's two things I often do with, with companies. One is I do executive coaching. So I'm, I'm working with a handful of, you know, senior leaders and you all know, yeah. help assess where they are, you know, kind of what some of their strengths are, what are some of their, their opportunities, and then work with them to take those strengths to be a little bit stronger and then, you know, maybe some of the development areas or opportunities and how do we, how do we uh, manage those? Um, so I'll work with, with leaders like that and just kind of help them be more successful and even, even more successful. And generally I'm working with successful people and yeah. helping them be even more successful. So that's, that's fun. A the lot other of fun. Yeah. And the other thing I often do with, with organizations is I'll pull a, a team together and then we'll start looking, you know, they want to they wanna figure out how do they gel together as a team and then get focused on what some of the priorities are in the next couple of years. You know, sometimes it's only a year out. Sometimes it's, you know, I worked with one organization, they were looking 30 years out, which is rare. Um, but how do you start to figure out, okay, where do we want to go over the next couple of years? And how, how is this group going to do it effectively? And, and a lot of times is it, all right, how do we, you know, the whole book is about how do you think bigger? How do we get your yeah. team to think a little bit bigger? So those, that's what I, I enjoy doing that. Um, I'm fortunate where I can do that and I've set up a situation where I can do it. So I, I love, I love working with the groups. Yeah. sounds like a lot. So you mentioned your book a little bit at the beginning, but I want to really go back to that. Why? Tell us again, why did you write this book? What was the inspiration? Yeah, so 
It started out, so I, I did, I think you referenced a 300-mile bike ride I did yeah. in the intro. And and I, I, I've not been a runner um, or wasn't a runner up to until about 10 years ago. And I've always been a cyclist and cycled, you know, all over the place. And and so I, I had done a bunch of 200-mile one-day bike rides. And I thought, you know, I, I want to I see where the limit of my mind and my body um, is. And I'm going to do this – I'm going to train for a 300-mile bike ride. So 200 of the miles was part of an organized ride. And then I was going to just get to the finish line of the 200 miles and then ride another 100 miles on my own. I, I had a support group that, uh, that helped me. And, and it was going to be 24 hours of riding. So my first time kind of going through the th- – for through 24 hours without any sleep. And I thought this could be that point that pushes my, either my mind or my body over the edge. And it just, one of those says, Hey, we're done. And, and about 275 miles in, you know, I'm only 25 miles from the finish line. I can, I can see the finish line almost. And I thought, you know, I, I never, I never hit that limit. And and I had seen somebody had died on the bike ride. I had ridden by somebody who who was dead on the oh side of the road. Oh God! Um, as part of the early and it, and that kind of that you know rattled me a little bit. And and I you know earlier I had collided with another bike that caused me to need a new front wheel. So like that rattled. But as as I'm coming to, you know 25 miles from the end, I thought I never I never reached that limit. And it got me thinking about you know maybe maybe we put these limits in our head. And they prevent us to go further. And so I really wanted to understand, you know, how do you push beyond your perceived capabilities, your perceived limits? And and that started getting me thinking. And then I was looking, you know, before I got to the finish line, I thought I need my next goal. And I'd, I, I had realized, okay, I've never been a runner. I'm going to run a marathon. And that set that in motion. I got the, I did the marathon. I did some 50s. I did 100. And then I eventually did the 200. And I realized it's like, okay. What is it that I'm doing that can kind of push the limits further? And and I thought, okay, I've got some things in my own toolkit, but I want to go out and, and learn from 100 other people, 100 other like senior executives, C-level folks, and endurance athletes, people that have done this as yeah. well. Awesome. Um, and so – and it was that story of, you know, when we were traveling around the world and you know, the people come up and said, I can never do that. It's like – How do we shift that perspective and get people to think, not that I can go run a 200-mile run, but how can I do a little bit more than I thought I could yesterday? And how do I put kind of this practical book with some stories and kind of weave in this uh, 200-mile run and, you know, to show kind of how I had the ups and downs and the highs and lows and just – and then put questions in there of things that you can ask yourself – um, to help you think a little bit bigger because fundamentally, Sandy, what I, I, I don't want to, for myself, get to be 80 years old, kind of, at, you know, assuming I get there or even further and go, God, I wish I would have yeah. written a book or yeah. run that yeah. marathon. I, I just yeah. don't want that. Yeah. So that's, that was kind of the, the thought process. It's like, okay. And I've always wanted to write a book and I thought, okay, now I, I've got something. Let's do it. Yeah. That must have been so much fun meeting with all those people. Oh, it was I mean, you you get interview interview people all the time and and, and I I would I loved it. Um just to talk to these hundred people and it was it was wonderful just to learn from them and it's like, "Oh yeah, that, that that's a great idea." And I still 
I mean, I, I, I learned a lot writing the book, <laughs> not about the writing part, but it's like, oh, I, mean, oh, you know, I, get it. Yeah. I, I, I could do that better. You know, yeah. there's the yeah. epic, epic performance, just kind of for the readers, what it's, you know, epic, what it stands for is E is how do you envision the big things in life that you want to accomplish? The P of epic is how do you put a plan in place to do it? The I is how do you iterate to that plan? How, you don't start off running a marathon. You start off running one mile, then two miles, yeah. then three miles. Yeah. That's iterate. The C is how do you collaborate with others? Somebody has done this before. Somebody's done a podcast before yeah. and you can go interview how they do it. And then lastly, how do you perform and get out and do it and persevere mm-hmm. through the tough times? So that's what epic performance is about. It's And and kind of each section walks you through through how do you do that in a, in a what I wanted to be a practical, easy to read manner. Makes my heart sing. I cannot tell you it makes my heart sing because I'm thinking of, like I said, I never worked with endurance athletes, but when I was training people one-on-one in in the clubs years ago, I was both into strength training and dance. And Brian, Mm. when you would see the people who had two left feet all of a sudden be able to accomplish a dance routine. It translated into their business and their everyday life. It built yeah. their confidence up. The same thing when the people come in and go, I've always just wanted to do a military push-up, which is not on your knees, or a pull-up. Yeah. And just like this, step by step, when you saw them do it, it was mind-blowing. Yeah. You know, how it affected every part of their life. Every part. And- and, 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 you know, there, there's no difference. And one of the reasons why I looked at executives and endurance athletes is I wanted to show that, you know, the ability to go out and run a 200 mile run or a, a, a 50 mile run, it's that same techniques that you need in order to go start a business. You know, it's absolutely. It's, it's that focus. It's that perseverance. It's that vision of seeing what it looks like. It's learning from others. So, yeah. and, and I will tell you, all the people I talked to at some point did, you know, you know, most of them had confidence, um, but some points their, their confidence was knocked down. But, you know, what so many of them said is confidence comes from doing small things successfully, and then it allows you to move Ooh, on I to like the bigger that. things. Yeah, I you like know, it's, that. It's, it's, I mean, I, I look at, like, when we all learn to swim for, you know, some, some people may not have learned that, but we don't start off in the deep end of the pool. We start off in the shallow end of the pool, and I'll tell you, there's no difference. The water's not any different in the deep end as it is in the shallow end. Mm. It's about confidence. It's it's in your head that gets you to to be successful in the deep end. So I have a question. How many of the group, like what age group? Was it all over? Was it male, female? What was the breakdown? Yeah, it was uh, um, the breakdown from a and, – and, and the numbers off the top of my head are rough, but um, male, female, it was about two-thirds male, a third female, um, and the age group, most of them were in there above four, 40, kind of, and I would even venture in kind of the high 40s into most of them above were above the, the 50s. So kind mm-hmm. of that 40 to 60 range were most of the people. Um, yeah. I uh, There were a few people that I talked to who were younger than that who had started off, started off a business. But, you know, um, you don't get a, you don't get a lot of really young people with that wisdom. And so I wanted that wisdom of kind of the long game. 
Um, so, but there were, there were some younger folks that I wanted to understand how did they persevere through things, um, and dug into some specific areas, but most, most were kind of, I would say the 40 to 60. So when you found your hundred, did you start out with more? Like, how did you select them? Like, how did you find them? Was it word of mouth or you researched? Um, so about, I think, uh, uh, 50 to 60% of the people I knew. And so I put some criteria together for an endurance athlete. They had to run or they had to do the min, the equivalent of, or minimum of a, like an Ironman. Oh, um, okay. So That's cool. it's, it, it's running a hundred miles. Um, it's, or it's doing an Ironman competition. So it's, it's a significant event. Um, yeah. For the executives, they, they had to be a, like a founder, a C-level executive. Gotcha. Um, kind of the top of their their function. Um, in many cases, they were C- in CEOs. Yeah, yeah. So I, I then looked at, uh, you know, I've been fortunate enough to work with some really good people. And um, I went out first to my network and it's like, all right, you know, reached out to them. And then at the end of every interview, I would say, all right, who should I talk to? next and then i would get a name of somebody else and then can you introduce me and they would introduce me and here's here's what surprised me the most there were a bunch of things but this one i this was this was in the top top two or three is i I, i've always been hesitant to ask people for help it's it's not one of my strengths and it's an area that i've always been i've been working on and i thought okay I'm hesitant to go out and ask somebody if they'll do this. But then I just had to, it's like, no, I, I, I've got to do it. And I wondered, how many people am I going to have to ask in order to get 100? Because I knew I was going for 100. Yeah, yeah. Only two people said no. Wow. Yeah, Isn't that is, awesome? Yeah. And I was, I, you know, I, I told them what I was doing. I, was spent, I spent an hour with them. And in many cases, I followed back up. And only two people said no. One of them had a legitimate reason why their family, they had family issues going on. And it just wasn't the right time. Yeah. Um, and then the other person, I think I just, I didn't go directly to the person. I went to their people. And had I gone to the person, I think I would have got a yes. But it, but still, only two people. Yeah. So Well, that's I mean, a my, valuable life lesson about yeah, I'm the same uh, way. Someone's like, well, why didn't you call me sooner? And I don't. For some reason, I, I'm stubborn. I want to do it on my own. They're like, but I could help you. And I'm like, yeah, right. no. And, and that was that was the lesson that really – that I, one of the big ones I learned. And I, and I knew it. I, it I, I, I don't think I really in, embraced it is if, if you don't ask, the answer is going to be no by default. Yeah. So yeah. if you ask, the answer might – be yes and and so it's like at least ask you yeah. you really have nothing to lose yeah you're gonna get maybe your ego's gonna be knocked a little bit but you'll be fine yeah that's true it's true all right i can't believe it it's like beyond like i have a 50 million <laughs> questions they wanted me to ask you but we got a couple more minutes yes the big one we're gonna get them in here all is... right i'll try to be quick all right now yeah <laughs> They're going to be like, Sandy, you didn't get any of my questions. Nah, they know me. All right. What do you do to overcome fear? What are some of the things your go-to when you're break it down. very fearful? They want to know. Yeah. Just, just break the fear down. 
into smaller chunks. You know, we often think of what's that worst case scenario? I'm going to die. I'm going to lose everything. You know, and it's like look at what the realistic worst case scenario is, but break it down into smaller chunks, smaller, more manageable chunks. Um, would be one thing that I do, but I also look at is okay, if that fear were realized, what what would be the worst that would happen? You know, am I gonna die? Mm-hmm. Am I gonna lose all my money? Um, am I gonna lose? You know, you know, th- really break it down and, and kind of ask what's that worst thing that could happen? Because a lot of times, you know, it, it's the fear doesn't doesn't uh, happen um or you know what we're feared doesn't really happen so i I say break it down you know fear is good because it keeps our species alive you know when we see danger we leave but it also keeps us moving forward when danger is relatively low yeah so do you have a routine of what you do every day we talked a little bit about your workout but like Remember I said about people getting up in the morning, what they do. Yeah. Do you have something you do every morning, like your feet hit the floor? What do you do? What's your daily routine every morning? So every mo- you know, every morning, well, most mornings what I will do, I will get up and I will sit on the bike trainer for, you know, 40 minutes, you know, f- between 30 and 45 minutes minimally. Um, okay. If I have a bike ride or a run planned in the day already where I'm going to go out with a friend and maybe at 10 o'clock or something, then I won't do that and I'll get up and kind of look. And so after I do the bike ride, I will look at what do I have to do today and, you know, what did I not get done yesterday? And then, okay, what's what's got to get done today and just kind of sit through and look at my spend, you know, 10, 15 minutes just planning out my day um, to make sure that I'm ready and I can realistically yeah. get the stuff that needs to be done. So – they want to know when you get nervous, what do you do in the moment? I, I will take a deep breath. Um, I remember I would, I got, a, I, I would get panic attacks, mostly fairly light, but there, there was one where I was prevent, presenting in front of a fairly large group, our executive team, and I got hit with a panic attack. And my, you know, those snow globes that you shake up and snow blows all around in the, in those little glass, the globes, that's what was going on in my head. And I didn't know what was going on at the time. And I, and later realized I I had a panic attack. You know, it just, the body is really good at shutting down. Um, and, and that's what a panic attack is. It's just shutting things down so you don't do damage. And, and I know some people will take medicines and, and I realized it's like, no, I don't want to take medicine. I need to figure out how do I, how do I manage this better? And so I, I can feel, I can feel my body starting to kind of tense up or I can feel shaking or my, my foot will pound. And so what I'll do is I just say, it's all just focus on something very soothing and I'll just breathe. And that allows me to get into a better space and kind of calm down. Um, mm. so, so that's, that's what'll do. I, I do think nervousness is good because it shows that you're pushing yourself into new territories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and you really cared about your presentation. Yeah. And, and, and it was like, and people were, it's like, what happened? You know, they, you know, my boss came up, helped me walk off stage, took me into the doctor that, you know, afternoon. Cause it, we thought something could have been terribly wrong. 
And and she was watching it, and, and it's like, okay, I need to be able to manage this better. And you can do it in your head. You just have to just take a deep breath and mm. just try to calm yourself. Whether it's you meditate, whether it's you pray. I'm not very yeah. religious, but yeah. it, it does a similar things. Just yeah. get you into a slower space and think about something good and calm down. Yeah, I have a client's that have mini trampolines and they jump on a trampoline to calm themselves down and to reset them. And then I have people that are so bad, they get in and take a cold shower to reset themselves. And it works because they didn't want to take medicine. It works. Yeah. And I think the important thing you're you're hitting on, uh, Sandy, is find out what works for you. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of things you can try. You know, I am, I'm not great at meditating. My wife can sit and meditate and, and I try it and my head's going like, Ooh, ooh look over there. Oh, go. Oh, what about this? And I'm always thinking of something and it's like, I, I, I know I could because yeah. I've done it before, but it's like, yeah. I'm going to do something else. <laughs> so yeah. I, I'm just so be- with you. There's so yeah. many ways. Yeah. You know, because somebody's going to say, oh, yeah, go go out and meditate. And it's like, uh, that that's not working for me. Okay, try something else. What, you got to try a whole bunch of things and figure out what works for you and then Absolutely. do that. Yeah. So. Brian, I'm sad. We have to go. <laughs> it's very sad. But before we go, two things. First of all, thank you. This has been awesome. Thank you, Sandy. And I thoroughly enjoyed I loved it, it as well. I loved it. And then the second thing is, Anything we didn't get in that you want to get in besides telling them where to find everything. But is there anything like, don't forget, you know, brush your teeth. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I tell my kids every day, come on, brush your teeth. So I don't need to tell your audience that I, I've got, I've got my own problems to deal with there. I, you know, the, the biggest thing that I leave your audience with is when you think back when you're 80 or 90 or whatever it is, kind of you're, you're toward the end of, of this time on earth. You know, what do you, what are those things that you're going to say, God, I wish I would have. And then those are the things you got to do because you don't want to get to that age and go, oh man, I, I, I regret not doing this. You know, there's a book by Bronnie Rare about um, top regrets of the dying and she, she interviewed people in their final life. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, what people regretted is not the things they did, but the things they didn't do. And, and, and yeah. just start writing that list down of, of things that you want to do and then start working toward it. I love that. I love that. All right, Brian, where can they find you and where can they purchase your book? Yeah. So th- the best way to find me is go to epicperformances.com. So that's E-P-I-C performances with an S.com. And then you can link into my website. It'll show you where the book is. The book's on Amazon. It's called Epic Performances, Lessons from 100 Executives and Endurance Athletes on Reaching Your Peak. Um, as part, you get the book and you get to do, there's an assessment that you can do to tell where your strengths in the, in the five pillars of Epic um, Performance. And and so I'll send that to you and you can see where your strengths are. And it gives you some ideas on how to how to start you know, improving in certain areas. So epicperformances.com and then you can get the book on Amazon. My let's keep it real people. Come on. You're definitely going to want to get the book. I mean, let's just get over that right now. And 
Who couldn't benefit from listening to this podcast? Brian and I will be truly grateful. So spread the word. I'll put it on all platforms. So don't worry about that. I love you guys. I love you for supporting me. And you know what I'm going to say. Until next time, toodles. Thanks for listening. Be sure to share and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. And remember, keep spreading the positive.